welcome into the Wizards Crew Chat. I'm your host, Ryan Oliver, alongside my man, Chase Carroll. Chase, it's been a minute, but we're back. The Wizards have uh, racked up a bunch of L's since we last spoke, but man, how are you? I'm great. Yep. No, the Wizards have definitely had a rough patch. Uh, I think they're having a much rougher season than at least especially than, than I anticipated. Um, you know, we did the preview pod and and we were talking about what we thought they might do this season. And I I, I was definitely a little too optimistic now that we're, we've seen <laughs> some games this season. Um, you know, there's been some good things to to see this year but obviously as a total this season it's it's been very rough to watch but um we're here we're locked in still we're we've been watching we're just we're just sitting in the in the background (laughs) um getting ready to talk wizards finally again it's been it's been way too long i feel like you know we came in the season with hopes of doing kind of like post-game recaps but when you're kind of watching the same thing happen every single night there's not much different to talk about uh the team is even less competitive than I anticipated. I, I will say they're actually competing in the games. They're not just getting blown out I, from the, at least the past few. They're 1-12 in 12 in their last 13 with their last win coming against Detroit, who is like losers of like 18 in a row or something at, at this point. Like they're somehow, despite having at least three really exciting young prospects in Jaden Ivey, Kate Cunningham, and um, Jalen Duran, and four, uh, Sir Thompson. So four really exciting prospects they're somehow significantly worse than the wizards <laughs> i don't i don't get that but uh that was the the one win that the wizards have had uh their most recent loss coming against the 76ers and what what in what was a really fun game to watch but you kind of knew they would find a way to lose uh in the end with west not closing with denny or Bilal, which is an interesting choice despite how g- good those guys have been playing uh but for this podcast, we're going to focus on player grades. We're 20 games in. The Wizards are 3-17. and 17, So Chase and I thought this would be a good time to kind of take a step back um, and, and, and look at uh, each player um, and also Coach Unseld and kind of just give them a grade. Uh, so how this is going to look for everybody listening is we're not going to spend a ton of time on the players that haven't played much. So guys like DeLon Wright, who've been hurt for weeks now, Jared Butler, Eugene Amarui, we might guys of that ilk we'll we'll touch on them but we're not going to spend a ton of time on guys that just haven't seen the floor a ton um we're going to focus on kind of the the core 12 or so guys that have 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 seen pretty you know pretty significant minutes or at least have had some role on the team so far so chase let's jump right in let's start i'm going by jersey number guys and this is from nba.com so we're not going in orders of of starters or bench we're just going to go from jersey numbers so number zero is uh balao kulabali uh, Chase, I'll give you the floor. What are what are your thoughts on Bilal? He's coming off a really uh, good performance against Philly. What what has your been your overall impressions of Bilal so far? Twenty games in. I'm glad we're going to start this off on a positive note because I don't know if there's going to be too many good grades <laughs> listed today, but I'm absolutely starting this one with a a great grade, and I I don't know how you can give anything other than at least. An A minus, an A. Uh, you know, I, I would go as far as to give him an A right out the gate uh, for Bilal Koulibaly. And that's just based on the role that he's being given, uh, the expectations that I think a lot of us had once he was drafted. Um, you, you see him 20 games into his career at 19 years old. He's incredible for a 19-year-old. I don't think you could have expected a kid at 19 years of age to come out and 
play the way he has the NBA. He's a strong defender already, and he has the confidence also on offense that I really didn't expect him to have out the gate. You know, coming off of a rookie season from Johnny Davis, it's a real refreshing sight to to see a rookie just go out and attack. Like, we're, we're not going to dive too deeply into this last Sixers game, but um, Bilal Koulibaly in transition just taking it coast to coast multiple times and throwing down dunks. I'm just super impressed on both sides of the ball with everything I've seen. And I want more of a role for him. He should be in the starting lineup right now. And, and at the very least, he should be closing out games. For what reason is is your first round pick, 19 years of age, not getting the run at the end of the game, getting that kind of experience that he needs? I just, I just don't understand. Um, but I'd be throwing him out there to start. Right now, I think he's shown to be more than capable of being on the NBA court. I'd say he's actually one of our better players each and every night. We see out on the court uh, defending and and just playing with a high motor. And that's something a lot of our guys right now do not have. So uh, play the Rook, see what he can do in extended minutes, extended role. Because, you know, there's not really too many others I see on this roster right now that I'm thinking are extremely long term. So. I'm giving him an A right out the gate. I've been more than impressed with what I've seen from Bilal. I'm really glad that we're starting with Bilal because he's definitely going to be the highest grade. I would give him just a solid A. I'm right with you there, Chase. I feel like if you're going off of what your expectations uh, were, you know, were for him as a fan base, I feel like he's exceeded those expectations. He's less raw than I think most of us anticipated that he'd be. Uh, His shot has looked better than I thought it would. He's shooting 41% from three, 52% from the field. Uh, Not he's not on high volume or anything like that, but that corner three has been, has been pure all season. Uh, He's just looked good out there. Confident. He looks like he belongs. His defensive instincts have been incredible. Um, He's had uh, numerous multi-steal games. Um, He's had impressive blocks he plays good good on-ball defense and good team defense, especially for a 19-year-old. Um, he's just been impressive. I don't need to kind of repeat everything you just said. I definitely think he should start um, and at a minimum close games when he's playing really well, but that's a whole other thing. Um, but he's definitely going to be probably the highest grade, I, I'd imagine, for both of us. So I'm glad we were able to start on a positive note with Bilal. And I just want to see him play more. I think that he's earned that he's earned a role in the starting lineup um, at, at a minimum earned playing 25 plus minutes a night. And uh, I just want to continue to see him grow. I think that he's the most important asset on the team. And he's um, got a lot of upside as we all know, and it's been fun kind of seeing that play out. So I, I'm really excited about Bilal. And I'm just want to see him keep it going, man. I'm really excited to see what he looks like. And we're talking about 20 games into his career. I'm really excited to see what he looks like, you know, 50 or 60 games. in. I think that's going to be uh, really exciting. Uh, but let's move things along uh, with Bilal getting two, two A's here to start things off. Let's move on. Next, we have Johnny Davis. Um, Chase, what have your thoughts been on Johnny? What, what grade is Mr. Davis getting? We we just gave Bilal an A. Let's let's turn the tables here. I'm I'm unfortunately giving Johnny an F. Like I don't think you can give him anything else right now. And I don't know if it's an injury or if it's uh, confidence, but he, 
he doesn't look like a, a playable basketball player year two as a top 10 pick. And that's, you know, after his summer league, I, I think a lot of us, myself included, were really excited about what we saw and thought maybe this can be a, a long-term role player for, for the Wizards. You know, a guy that can come in and defend and, and make a name for himself playing defensively on the court. But he hasn't he doesn't even provide that at this point. And, you know, I, I think it says a lot that Wes Sunsell Jr. in a year where 3-17 and 17 just has – no inclination towards actually putting him on the floor for real minutes. And this is the top 10 pick just last season. Last year didn't get any run year two, not getting any run. And when he does, he looks really, really bad. And his shot looks just so broken. And I just don't understand whether this is being coached into him, his shot, his new shot, or if it's an injury he's trying to shoot through, but whatever it is, he just doesn't look like, an NBA basketball player. And after I had been, you know, defending him on Twitter all off season, talking about how he can be an absolutely solid role player for this team. Uh, 20 games in, I'm, I'm kind of regretting those tweets. I think I don't, you know, I'll, I'll take those. I'll walk that back and say, I, I just am not seeing it for him long-term now. And uh, hope, hopefully he picks it up and figures it out. But so far I can't, put anything on his grade but but an f yeah i'm gonna go with a d uh i feel like expectations for johnny are just so low that an f would would mean that he's just for from for me anyway would mean that he's failed to meet my expectations and my expectations were pretty much in the basement so (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna give him a d i think that he's he's missed time with injury so he's kind of failed to get a rhythm i feel like and he doesn't play enough one, because he's not deserving of the minutes, but two, he doesn't play enough to find a rhythm to me. And I really don't know how he's going to be best used because he can't space the floor because he can't shoot and he can't take anyone off the dribble and he has no confidence half the time. So you're kind of like, well, where does he actually fit in the scheme of of playing even on a team that's three and 17? Um, and it, if he wasn't a top 10 pick, I think he'd be in the G League. I think if he was a pick outside of the top 20 I think they that any other team would have him in the G League getting reps but I feel like because he's a top 10 pick and he's making a substantial amount of money in terms of at least in terms of young how young players salary scales goes I feel like you know he's on the big squad but he really doesn't have that much business getting a ton of NBA minutes to be frank other than just development uh so I think a D is where I'm at with Johnny Davis. I'm disappointed that it hasn't been at least somewhat of a step forward for him. And I hate to say it, but he's a player that looks like he could easily be out the league in a couple years. I think he'd obviously get some chances because he's young. And, but if, if it keeps going along these lines, like I just don't see how this guy's going to look up and be in the league in two or three years, because there's nothing that pops ever. I mean, besides defense, I mean, defense is important, but it's like even with a guy like like Killian Hayes, for example, who's been like ridiculed all over social media, even when his offense was really, really bad, he would actually have flashes of like good games here and there where you could say, OK, he had this like little flash of good offense that would make you think that if he could bottle that up, he could be a good player because his defense is pretty good. But Johnny doesn't have those moments where you think, oh, wow, like, OK, we saw a glimpse of like some shot creation or some. Uh, taking someone off the dribble like there's just not many glimpses so uh johnny gets a gets a d for me i hate to say it but that's the case um next up we have uh jared butler 
just wears number four. But I don't think we need to spend much time on Jared Butler. We haven't really seen a lot of Jared Butler. Um, he actually did get a few minutes in the Sixers game early in the second half. But I, I would just say just say that that's a incomplete because we haven't really seen much of him. Do you have anything to say about uh, Jared Butler or should we just move on? I'd, I'd like to say I'd, I'd just like to see a little bit more from him. Absolutely. Like, I think any young guard that we can get out there when we're three and 17, we might as well see what he can do. But I'm with you there. There's not enough to really give him a, a grade quite yet. But um, you know, I'd love to see more from him. Yeah, next we have uh, starting guard Tyus Jones. Uh, I know a lot of the fan base was pretty excited about Tyus when we got him uh, over the summer. And I don't know if he's been that much different than what we kind of saw at the point guard position last year. I think he's a little bit better than Monty Morris, but I'll give my grade first on this one. I would give Tyus a C. I feel like he isn't any better or worse than I anticipated, which... I'm somewhat disappointed in, I guess. I think I was hoping that maybe he would take a step forward in his first season as a full-time starter. But you just don't really... I think some games he looks better than others, which I guess is true for every player. But I think some games he has like a little bit more rim pressure in his game. And in other games, it's a little less. Uh, in some games, he's his outside shots going in and some games it's not. And I feel like he's just kind of like a game manager. I don't, I don't feel like you ever really feel his imprint on the game. He usually gets off to pretty good starts in the first quarter, but by the fourth quarter, I feel like it's just kind of like a bland, <laughs> like he's just kind of like a bland player to me, very vanilla, um, which isn't anything. There's nothing wrong with that, but I just feel like his perfect role is as a backup point guard. Um, and I think that that is his true role in the NBA. And I think if I was a contending team or a team that was looking for help in the backcourt, you know, ironically, he'd be good on a team like the Pistons who could use some, I know they have Monty Morris who's been hurt, but they could use some like someone that's more steady handed to play point guard at times. Uh, someone that could play on and off ball a little bit. So I just don't think he's a great fit for what the wizards need at point guard right now, but uh, I think he's been okay. So I would give him a C. Yeah, I was actually going to go with a C as well. Maybe, you know, I, I think I was going to go C minus, actually, just for the reason being the role that he's given. And, you know, if, if he's a backup point guard in this league, if he's a backup point guard for us, this is a completely different grade. Um, but if you compare him to the starting point guard of the NBA, he's just not that. And it's somewhat similar to what we saw last year from Monte Morris. It's just, you know, he, he can do what he can do. He's... Uh, to your to your point you said a game manager and I completely agree with that he's going to do what he's supposed to do on offense move the ball around and not turn the ball over but he's just not gonna really attack the lane the way you need to and he's absolutely not going to defend the way you need him to from a starting point guard next to Jordan Poole so um, defensively it's it's obviously been a train wreck with those two in in the starting lineup and um, and, and that's Kind of Wes Unsell Jr.'s fault, not necessarily his being put in this position, but um, but based on the, the role he's being given, based on you know what they actually really need from a starting point guard on this team, I, I just don't think he is unfortunately it. So um, hopefully th I'd love to see them deal him towards the deadline and hopefully he can pick up his play a little bit and, and add a little bit of value to a contender that could use a steady point guard because he is a steady point guard. He's not going to turn the ball over a ton, as we know, 
each and every year he's at the top of the uh, the league in assist to turnover ratio. But at the end of the day, he's he's not what I want out of a starting point guard. So uh, I'll gi- I'll give him a C C minus and. Um, he's not the worst player on the court by any means, but but he's not getting it done defensively uh, in the backcourt there. So uh, that's the grade I'll give him as well. Next we have uh, in in going by jersey number is Patrick Baldwin Jr. He's someone we really haven't really seen much of, so I don't have much to say on him. Uh, Chase, do you have anything you want to say about Baldwin Jr.? Nope, I, I don't even have anything to add for that one myself. It's uh, just haven't seen enough. So next we got we got one I'm pretty excited to hear what you have to say about Denny Abdia. He's had a, a career year so far in terms of numbers, um, averaging career high in points um, and uh, assists, I believe. And I think his role has been just uh, he's gotten a little bit more free reign. His minutes are surprisingly the same as they were last season, but he's averaging a career high in both field goal percentage and three-point percentage and free throw percentage. Uh, he's shooting 82% right now, actually almost 83%. Um, from the free throw line, which is good because he was in the the 60s his rookie year in the, the mid-70s the prior two years. Now he's in the 80s this year. So we've seen some strides from Denny. Uh, I'll let you go first on this one. What is your grade for Denny? I've been super pleased with Denny this year. Um, I'll give him – I want to give him a B plus. And it's, to be honest, I don't really know what I'm knocking with him, I guess um, – I would have liked to see maybe a little bit more of a step in having the ball in his hands. And again, that's Wes Unsell Jr., not him. But um, I'd like to see him really attack just a little bit more. And, and he has. He's improved in so many areas that uh, there's really not much to nitpick here with Denny. He's improved his three-point percentage. He's up to over 35% after being, I believe, 29% last year like that's such a huge leap six percent in the nba over i know it's only been 20 games but i i do think that that's real and that that's a, a genuine improvement he's made in his game he's really improved in just about every aspect and and last year i think there were a lot of times he would go up with some floaters that uh for his size at six nines like why are you doing that and this year he's actually going up pretty strong going up for dunks it's like this is everything that we wanted from him last year, and and he's doing it this year. So uh, for for the contract he just signed an extension for, he's looking like a real steal with uh, you know these next few seasons if he continues at this pace. So uh, of the people I've been really happy with this year, Bilal and and Denny, the two young guys that I've just been super impressed with, and I can't wait to see what those guys can do in the next couple of years because Denny's still only I believe twenty two years of age. Yep. Um, so conceivably after the next couple seasons, he's going to be a real player in this league. Um, so I'll give him a B plus, maybe even an A minus. Um, I, Cause I don't really have much to nitpick with him this year. He's, he's been very good. Yeah. Uh, Denny will be 23 uh, next month on the third. So a uh, couple more weeks of being 22, but for a, you know, for a 22, 23 year old, I, I uh, I'm really excited about him. I think he could be a part of the next iteration of a good wizards team. And I, I really do um, love that contract that he's on, but in terms of a grade, I'd give him a B. I think that Denny's taken a good step forward. I think there's areas, the areas that we wanted to see him improving, which is his three point shot his attacking the rim. Uh, he's done both of those things. I think an A for me would be if his scoring really took a huge jump where he was able to do a little bit more off the dribble. 
Um, maybe his pull-up was a little bit more consistent and better. But I think a, it's a B for me because it's a I see progress. And I think it's obvious to see it when you watch the games. It's it's And you look at his stats and it, it kind of backs it up. He's averaging, like I said, a career high in assists. He's averaging a career high in points. And not that 12 points a game is some crazy number, but I think you're just seeing incremental improvements and him being able to knock down his free throws is something that I, I really like. And I think that bodes well for the confidence in his shot and maybe potentially that shooting 35% from three can be sustainable for him. Cause usually if you're a pretty good free throw shooter that can typically trans it, those numbers typically can translate to three point shooting too. So I like what I've seen from Denny. I think the fact that he's only playing 26 minutes a night is kind of bother bothering me and has nothing to do with him uh, in terms of grades, I guess. That's really more on Coach Unsell. But I don't – I guess I don't get from, from that standpoint why, like, in a season where you guys aren't winning, why isn't your young player – That's he's, he's 22. Like, he should be out there playing 30, 32 minutes minimum. I, I don't understand how he's not playing 30 minutes a night at, at this juncture. Like, I, if I'm the front office, I would be telling Coach Unsell, like, we need to see – what Denny and Bilal can do together is also a part of this too. Cause if they're going to be a part of the next iteration, I mean, Bilal obviously is, but if the both of them are going to be a part of the next good wizards team in three or four years or whatever, they like them getting reps playing together, not saying their games are some great compliment to each other, but I just don't see what, why you wouldn't do it, but that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother topic. But um, I like what I've seen from Denny. I'd give him a B. I hope he continues to, to progress and next time we do this type of podcast we can give him both we can both just be happy and give him an a um but i'm definitely happy with the progress i've seen so far and i think him getting a b 20 games in you know i think we i think we'll both take that like i, I think there was um there was some thought in the back of my head that maybe he was who he was at this point and i'm glad that we're seeing that progress um but let's move on to the next player on our list here uh ryan rollins is next up. Uh, I haven't seen a ton of Ryan Rollins this year. I feel like the minutes that we have seen have been pretty positive, but he's been out with an injury of late. So I would give him an incomplete. I, I think there's a lot of potential there to be a rotation player in the NBA. And I like what I've seen when he does play, but I don't feel like I have enough to give strong commentary on, on uh with a letter grade. What do you think, Jason? Yeah, I think in the limited time that we did see from him earlier in the season, it looked like he was going to be a pretty solid contributor. And and then, of course, yeah, the, the injury issues that he's had. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll go with incomplete as well on this one. Although I do think, you know, later on in the year, that's definitely someone I want to see um, getting some serious minutes. Because hopefully Tyus Jones will be out, out at the building. No offense to Tyus. He's been just fine, but I just don't think he makes sense for this long-term vision. Uh, that should open the door for a lot of playing time for him. So I, I'm excited to see what he can do towards the end of the season. Next up, we have Jordan Poole. Uh, this should be this should be good. Um, I'll start here. I am going to give him a D, and I hate that I'm giving him a D. <laughs> I hate I'm, I hate that we're kind of at this point where it's been this disappointing of a of a stint so far um with Jordan Poole as a wizard if you had asked me prior to the season if I thought it was possible that I would be very disappointed with his play 20 games in I would have been 
I would have been like, no, there's no way I'm gonna be very disappointed. Like, I, it might not be what I think it would be, but it's not gonna be that disappointing. I think it's been pretty disappointing with Jordan Poole. Um, I I don't think there's that many positives. I think he's been playing better lately, the past eight games or so than he was initially. Uh, I think there's been at least some effort on defense. I think that his scoring has been a bit more efficient and his process on offense has been a bit better. But for somebody that I've seen be a high-level scorer in the NBA uh, as a member of the Golden State Warriors, I feel like there's something missing so far from if you go if you go look at highlights of him as a Golden State Warrior and then watch any Wizards game now there's you almost feel like you're watching like a a faulty clone of like the guy that was in Golden State like he just doesn't have that same burst to me that he had like that same the his his the spirit when he plays doesn't feel the same to me when I watch and it could be adjusting to a different role and being number one on the scouting report or number two, I guess, probably after Kuzma, but being higher up on the scouting report and getting more attention than you would otherwise playing off of Steph and Draymond and Clay and et cetera. But I've just been disappointed. I haven't liked really anything I've seen from him. I think there's been a game or two where it hasn't been as disappointing as the other games we've seen, but that's not how you want to like me basing your expectations off of. So um, at 17 points a game, he's not, I mean, that's nowhere near what I thought. I was really thinking he'd be 24, 25 plus. Uh, he's not playmaking for others at all. He's he's only averaging three and a half assists, uh, only two, almost three rebounds. He's shooting 40% from the field. There really just isn't all that much to like. I mean, he's not, he's not making threes. He's 29.8%, so 30%. And... He was a he was the the league's best free throw shooter like <laughs> either last year or the year before that he was literally the best and that's ahead of the Steph Curry's and those guys and he was that not he's shooting eighty five percent which is still very good but he's not even doing that the thing that he was the best at he's not even doing that near the same level so I think overall it's it's been very disappointing for Jordan Poole so I'm gonna give him a straight D. We have been pretty on point with our, uh, you know, pretty much in agreement here with all of our grades. And I'm not disagreeing with you here. I was going to give him a D as well. Um, maybe a D plus given the last few games he's at least picked it up. So, um, you know, a little bit, not, not to the point we want him to be, of course, but um, yeah, I'm right there with you on that grade. He just has really disappointed me in just about every aspect as you put it. Um defensively he's one of the worst defensive players i'd say in the league right now and it's been really rough to watch and and i hope uh he picks it up on offense because if he's not you know playing on offense and he's being the worst defender in the league he's really a detriment to the team as opposed to a young asset that we can really hope to build upon so um yeah uh, offensively he needs to pick it up big time <laughs> he's uh obviously hitting the three ball at such a low rate You'd think that he'd be able to at least pick that up, given what he's done in his career. Uh, he struggled a little bit last year in, in some areas, turning the ball over, being a little reckless, and we've seen that a lot this year. But, um, you know, I, I just – it's been really, really bad to watch, <laughs> to, to put it lightly. And, and I hope the excitement that we had in the offseason for the move, I, I hope he picks it up and becomes the player we all wanted him to be because 
you know, there, there's somewhat of a battle on Wizards Twitter between Jordan Poole and, you know, his fans and, and Wizards fans. And it's not like we want him to play badly. It's not like we uh, are rooting against him. I would more be more happy than anything if he ends up being the player that we hope that he can be. I was predicting he could potentially lead the league in scoring. How dumb do I look after that? Um, but, you know, that's what I wanted for him. I wanted him to take 25, 30 shots a night and and be that alpha dog, lead dog that we thought we were getting. And that's just not what we got so far, at least in tw- you know 20 games in. Yeah, you hit it right, nail right on the head. I won't, I don't have much more to add. It's been it's been very disappointing. Um, let's just skip ahead here. Um, we have Anthony Gill next. Um, I don't think that we need to spend a ton of time on Anthony Gill. We're not Anthony Gill, big Anthony Gill fans on this podcast. I'm just gonna give him a D. I I, I don't have much to say. If you listen to this podcast, you know I'm not a big Anthony Gill guy. He's fine as like a 15th man, but I. I just he's just not a guy that I want to see play. So he gets a D. It's not because he's been terrible. It's not because he's been anything other than Anthony Gill. He's a great guy. I just don't want to see him play anymore on the Wizards. Yeah, I'll uh I'll give him a C because no one does clap on the bench better. No one gives high fives better. So <laughs> um apparently he's very valuable in some aspects there. Have we seen it on a basketball court? No, but um, we'll take your word for it, Wes. You seem <laughs> he must be a <laughs> must be a great guy in that locker room. So I'll give him a C for just being a wonderful guy. I don't have much to add. Uh, let's move. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, we have guard Landry Shamit. I feel like Shamit's been pretty good this season. in The minutes that he's had. I mean, I mean, Shamit's going to do exactly what you expect from him. Like he's gonna come in, he's gonna knock down shots, he's gonna play hard. He's not a great defender, but he's not terrible. Like he's gonna play hard, he's gonna try hard. You know, he'd be perfect on like the, a team like the Miami Heat or the Bucks or any contending team could use 15 minutes of Landry Shamit, like in terms of floor spacing and someone that's gonna compete and be in the right spot and play hard. So I'll give him a B. Uh, I think he's been pretty good, but he's Landry Shamit, so he's kind of like. He'll have these moments where he looks like he's a starting caliber player, but then he has other moments where he looks like he doesn't belong on the floor. And I, I don't really mean doesn't belong on the floor. That's an exaggeration, but I think he just has moments where you're like, oh, did Landry Shimmett just like dunk on somebody? <laughs> or did Landry Shimmett just hit that like off the dribble three in somebody's face? And then he'll just have other moments where you just don't even notice him on the floor. So I think he's a he's a good role player. He definitely belongs in the NBA rotation on some contending team. Um, and I hope the Wizards can trade him for like two second round picks or something um, come the deadline. But I think he's been a solid rotation player and he's a, he's a good guy that can space the floor for Kuzma and whoever else is on the floor. Uh, he plays hard. So he gets a B for me. Yeah, I was going to give him a B minus. Um, he's to your point been the best wing of, of the guys that we, you know, other than Bilal Denny, of course, um, we wanted him traded in the off season so we could open up time for Johnny Davis and for Jordan Poole. And, you know, <laughs> I think we've seen now he's probably played the best of those three this season. Um, you know, I, I think he's going to be one of our better trade assets here at the trade deadline. So I still hope that's in play for us. It makes probably more sense for him. It makes more sense for us if he's, 
not in the building at that point probably, but uh, from what we've seen so far, 20 games in, I would, I would also give him a B. He's, he, he does those things that you're talking about that surprise you as a, uh, someone who probably, you know, I haven't seen too much of Landry Shamit in, in my lifetime. Um, so seeing him up close and personal here in a Wizards uniform, he's actually been pretty good. So um, I think it makes more sense for him to be elsewhere, though. So hopefully uh, he plays up his value a little bit and we can get something for, for him and DeLon. Those, those guys, I think, are going to be our two best trade assets at the deadline. Next, we have uh, center uh, Daniel Gafford. I'll take this one first, Chase. I think that Gafford's been as good as you can expect Gafford to be. Um, So I'm going to give him a B. I feel like I've been pleased with Gafford overall. I think that Gafford has his flaws that we all already know about. So I'm not, this isn't in comparison to other good centers around the league or this is just based on my own personal expectations for Gafford and how he's performed compared to those. And I feel like he's done an admirable job as a starting center with guards that can't defend anybody. So he's constantly trying to like stop gap <laughs> drives and, and things like that. I think he's been pretty good um, despite Embiid putting 50 on him and dominating every time he plays the wizards. I think that Gafford actually does as good of a job as you could reasonably expect him to do against Embiid, but it's just, He's undersized against Embiid, <laughs> and um, it's just everyone gets cooked by Embiid, and the defense, the other defenders on the team don't help him. So uh, I think that despite he him not being world's best interior defender, I think he is a solid rim, rim protector, and I think he's done a solid job on defense considering the circumstances season. Um, I feel like he, if I was a team that that needed like a backup big, and I was trying to make the playoffs or that type of thing, I might call the Wizards and see if I can get my hands on Gafford. He's going to be under like a reasonable contract for the next, what, three years. And he's a guy that can spot start for a you know good team and he can play 20 minutes a night and give you solid rim protection. I think he would actually look better on teams that had better other good defenders on the team. I think he looks worse because he's surrounded by other incompetent defenders. Um, so... I think Gafford's been pretty good. Uh, I think that if you were expecting much more from Gafford, then you're setting yourself up for disappointment. But based on expectation, I give him a B. I don't hate that grade. This is going to be one where we we do defer just a little bit. I'm going to give him a C plus, and not that I expected him to really improve a ton on his fouling issues and on his um, you know minutes issues that kind of thing. Uh, he hasn't. So I, I got to give him a C plus just based on the fact that, you know, the things they really needed him to improve on rebounding, um, staying on the floor by not fouling those kind of things he did not improve on. So, you know, he, he added a little bit of a mid range, like a tiny bit of a mid range. That's one thing he has added. So, you know, he hasn't gone completely, you know, without work in the off season clearly, but uh, the things that he really needed to prove on he didn't for me and and not that I expected it but if you're gonna be a you know the starting center for the Wizards long term as he has been now a few seasons I guess last year he was kind of playing on and off in that starting lineup but um yeah I think he's more suited as a, a backup big and, and again that's all based on the role that he's being given uh it, it's probably not a starting center long term in this league but he's our starting center so uh, got to grade him based on how he's perform- performed at the role. I'm giving a C plus. 
I just want to mention this. Gafford's playing a career-high 25 minutes a game. He played 20 minutes per game the past two seasons. He's uh, shooting over 70% for the second year in a row uh, at 71%. He's averaging a career-high 7.5 rebounds, which is two rebounds more than he averaged last season. He's averaging a career-high in assists. He's averaging a career-high in blocks with over two a game. He's averaging a career-high 10 points um, per game. He averaged 10 his first year in Washington, but it was only on like 23 games. Um, so it, and so, so what my point is, is he's averaging career best. He's playing more minutes than he was last year, which is progress, I guess, on some of the foul issues. I'm not, it's not major progress, but it's some. So I think that uh, overall, I think that we should be pleased with that. I think him blocking two shots a game, getting more rebounds, I guess if you're playing more minutes, you get more rebounds. So you know, you could debate whether that's a big difference or not, but I think that he's done a pretty good job. Um, I think that I think we're definitely in agreement that he's a backup center on most NBA teams. And so I, I know we I, like we both have said that in the past on this podcast. So I just think that is what it is. I think he's playing a bit at a role and that, you know, he's always going to leave a little bit to be desired. But I feel like that's because he's playing um, kind of out of his role. Um, but let's go on to the next player, Chase. Next up, we have Corey Kispert. Um, I'll give you the floor for this one. What is your grade and thoughts on Corey? I think I'm going to give Corey a B minus. And I, I think his role is definitely clear in the league what he is. He's a shooter. He's uh, going to provide some offense. He's going to be one of the worst defenders in the league. And uh, that's clearly not going to change, I don't think, anytime soon. But um he hasn't taken the leap that I thought he might, you know, given I thought he might have a bigger role than he's, he's had really this year. Uh, he hasn't really taken advantage of, of that open role that I thought, you know, could have been there as a backup scorer. Um, he, he's, he's fine. He's, he'd be really valuable to the right team, I think. Um, and, and not to say that he can't be valuable for this team, but, uh, I think we know what he is at this point, uh, a shooter that can provide a little bit of an offensive spark, and he's going to give it right back on the other end, <laughs> unfortunately. So I'll give him a B minus. Um, I, I would like him to pick it up a little bit more in, in role, potentially. Uh, but but again, this is a lot of this is Wes Sunsell Jr. putting these guys in the right position to succeed, and I don't know if that's necessarily happened for everybody. So... I'll give him a B minus. I, I think he has a lot of room to to grow this year, uh, based on what we saw at the end of last year. Uh, I agree with everything you said. I'll give Corey a C. I feel like he hasn't made much progress in his game to from what we've seen in the past, and I think he's a good. I think he's a good, solid NBA player. Uh, definitely like a ninth man on a contending team, a guy that if you put him on the heat or the bucks. I know I keep mentioning these teams where they're just teams. I think of like around like a Jimmy Butler or Giannis or like that type of guy. I think he'd look a lot like his role would just look more defined and your expectation would be based in that role and not like it is on the wizards where you're kind of left wanting him to do a little bit more. Um, I just think he's going to be a nice role player that can spray, can space the floor and uh, play hard. And, and I think that for the wizards, that's, that's nice. And I, I like Kispert, but um, I feel like, I mean, he, his numbers look pretty much the same as they did last year. His percentages are, you know, a little bit down compared to last year. Um, but 
You know, he's playing less minutes per game this year than he did last year, which is interesting to me. Again, this is another thing. If even if he's not long for this Wizards team, he's 24 um, long for, you know, the next being a part of the next iteration of the team that's going to be competitive. I would think they'd be wanting to play him. So somebody would offer them a late first rounder or something like that at the deadline or or down the road or, or whatever. Um, they would be playing him a little bit more minutes. But again, we're kind of like, why are we playing some of the vets over the younger guys on the team? Um, you know, who knows? But I think Kispert's been just okay. And so I'm going to give him a C. Uh, let's move on here to probably the biggest star on the team. Let's let's talk a little bit about Kyle Kuzma. Um, I'll give you the floor on this one. What What have you thought about Kuzma so far? So Kuzma, he's clearly taken, you know, a step in his numbers and his role. He's the number one here now. And I think a lot of us didn't know um, exactly what his role would be, whether he'd be one or two to, to pool. I think he's clearly taken over number one here in DC, which makes sense. He's the returner, but um, you know, he's been great offensively. I, I, I think, uh, I'll give him a B plus just based on the fact that um, he's improved in a lot of areas. I think he still has a lot of room to improve his shot selection. And and I think that's just going to be the player he is, especially given the team around him right now, he's going to take shots that maybe if he was on another roster, he wouldn't take because it wouldn't, you know, you know, there'd be other guys around to, to pass to, but um, yeah, it's slim pickings around him. So he's going to take some bad shots and he's going to live with it. And and he hits some some tough shots and he, he there's nights where he's in his bag and then there's nights where he's just kind of disappearing. And um, at the same time, he, he's improved in his stats just about top to bottom. Um, so, so I'll give him a B plus. He's, he's the guy here. And, and again, I think it makes more sense probably for him to be elsewhere at the deadline, but um, I, I don't know if that's the plan. It seems like he actually does want to stay here and build something here. Um, and, and I wouldn't be upset by that by any means, especially given the contract he signed. I, I really think if you're comparing contracts signed this offseason, it's still looking really good, especially with how he's playing right now. So um, he, he's leaving a little bit to be desired with shot selection, but otherwise I, I think he's having a good year. So um, I'll give him a B plus. I'm going to give Kuz an A minus. Um, I didn't, I didn't think I was going to give out more than one A here, but I think that the more I think about Kuzma this season, I I think that anything negative with him is somewhat nitpicky because we know who Kuzma is, right? He's he's going to have the shot selection nights where you're wondering why he does that. He's he's playing. He's another player that's playing above the role they would have on most NBA teams. And he's done a a good job in that role of trying to be the main guy. I think that I always make the joke that he's like, he's like budget Jason Tatum to me. Like he has like on certain nights, you would think that he's on that level based on what you see. And then other nights he just doesn't look like an all-star type player, you know? So, and that's why he's not because of the inconsistency, but you know, averaging 23 points a game, he's averaging almost five assists, which is a career high at 4.8. He's averaging six rebounds. He's kind of doing it all when he needs to. He's had near triple-double games. He's 
doing everything he can in late game situations to try to be the closer, but that's not what he would really be on any other NBA team. So I feel like if you're disappointed with, with uh, maybe him not coming up the way we need him to in certain instances, I just feel like when you're playing above your head in terms of role in the NBA, it shows itself in moments, the bigger moments. (laughs) And that's just kind of what it's going to be. But I think that if you're just looking at it in the vacuum of what your expectation for Kuzma was, I think that he's, um, either right on par with expectation or exceeding it. I think he's even exceeded my expectations going into the year. And I think that if I was any team around the league that had a couple first round draft picks, that was trying to contend and needed some help on the wing. I would be trying to call the wizards and say, Hey, like, can we give you two first rounders and some filler contracts to take to, you know, and get Kuzma and I could have Kuzma for three more years with, with his contract number. I mean, I just think that that if I was one of these teams that's considering a Levine or any player like that, I would take a less bigger name, but someone that's doing just as much, just as much, if not more on the court in Kuzma. So that's that's kind of where I'm at with Kuzma. I think he's going to be a good trade chip for some contending team, whether it's this year or next year or down the road. But I think he's been I think he's been pretty good. I think he's been pretty good. And I think I'm going to give him an A minus. I am surprised I'm giving another A. Um, I didn't go in expecting that, but the more I think about it, I think that Kuzma's, you know, he's been he's been good. Um, let's move on to Mike Muscala. Uh, he hasn't played a ton of late. I feel like he played more early on in the season. Um, I'll take this one. I'm gonna give him a C. I I, I don't have much to say. I think he's an okay third big. I mean, I could easily give him a D, <laughs> but I think he's fine for a third big. He shouldn't play many minutes. Good thing he doesn't. Um, he's fine. You know, I don't have much to say. What about you? I'll give him a C minus just because uh, I think he's about the end of, of the league. Uh, third big man for sure. When he goes in, he doesn't provide a defense. He can't really rebound. He's going to score a little bit. Things we all knew already, but um, three and 17 and a big part of that has been the back of big rotation and, uh, he's he's now, you know, sitting behind old man Danilo Gallinari. So I think that tells you enough about, you know, what they think of him in the building and what I think, uh, you know, I'm kind of in agreement there. He's not uh, a big upside play, nor, nor is Gallinari, which we'll get into, I'm sure. But um, they feel Gallinari can provide more from a similar type of player aspect. So I'll, I'll give him a C minus. Um, he hasn't been great in the time he's played he he hasn't been the worst player on the court i don't think but um you know not not much else to say to your point let's move on um next up would be delon Wright. uh he's missed the majority of the season with the injury uh i think he's been fine when he's been on the floor i don't i'm gonna give him an incomplete because i just feel like we haven't seen enough of a sample size like he hasn't gotten the 20 game sample size the rest of the group has gotten but i feel like if you've seen delon Wright play at in a wizard's jersey you're kind of getting that the same thing that you you know we've seen which is a good player uh i think he'd be better on a different team which i guess is a kind of beating a dead horse point i've made but (laughs) i feel like that's pretty much how how it is for every every player on this team that i feel like they would be better on a different type of roster um but delon wright is is delon wright do you have anything to uh, add to that yeah, I, I love Delon Wright. I wish he was on the court right now. <laughs> I, you know, he was one of our better players last season, and they're clearly missing him this year. If you know, if if the goal was actually to be winning, 
I think he definitely helps in that aspect, but uh, missing all this time, I, I would also agree with you incomplete. I think uh, if he was on the court playing, yeah, have a good grade. If, you know, last year I would have given him a very solid grade. So given the player that I think he is, that I think he could be for another team, I think he's going to be one of our better trade assets along with Landry Shamit. So uh, hopefully he can get back in there, play up his trade value a little bit, and, and we can dish him off to a contender who could really use a, a really solid defender. Um, last up in terms of major names on the team that get, you know, significant minutes every night is Danilo, Danilo Gallinari. Um, I'll take this one first. I'll give Gallo a C plus. I think that he's, he's nothing like the old Gallo that he was like pre-injury. So I feel like if you're going into the season, expecting him to look like 27 year old Gallinari, then you're disappointed and you probably would give him a D or something. But I, I'm kind of comparing this to like what I thought I, after seeing him in the preseason he, that he couldn't move. I think I my expectations for him as anything more than just a floor spacer <laughs> kind of just that would that's what I expected from him. And I think he's done a pretty good job of that. Um, I'm not even going to like waste time with with what the stats say. I just based on my eye test, I feel like he's done a, a fine job at hitting shots. Uh, he can't move on defense. So if they have him playing backup five, which they do <laughs> a lot of nights they get killed because he can't move. So we knew that going into the season. So I, I think it's just one of those things where, again, you have a guy playing a bit out of their normal role. I don't think any other team would have Gallo playing any backup five because he can't move, but on a team that's not really trying to win games, that's a move that you make <laughs> and the Wizards don't have much big man help. So that's kind of, um that kind of is what it is but i i think that if he was bought out some contending team would add him to the end of the bench just just to have him i don't see him as much of a trade chip but i think he's been fine so um i think i said a c plus i think that's where i'm gonna land some somewhere in the c range i i think but i think i'm just gonna give him a c plus i think it's been fine yeah i was also gonna give him a c plus just based on the fact that his his floor spacing, to your point, his three point shooting has been really good. Um, you know, he's actually just been a pretty pretty good offensively, and it's clear he's going to be one of the worst defenders in the league. The way that he moves, and he's he's never been a five in his career, but given how he moves and and he, he's put on a little bit of size in the last couple of years, he's he's definitely best suited for any position you're going to put him out there at at the five. So. Um, he can't rebound. He can't move on defense. He he can't move in transition. But the guy can hit a pick and pop. I'll give him that. Um, so C plus as well for me. Um, hopefully they can somehow play up his trade value into like a late second. I, I don't think it will, but um, we'll see. Uh, I, I don't think anybody will give up anything for Gallinari. But um, I guess crazier things have happened. So hopefully he can uh, show some three point shooting. And, and can be a valuable third big to somebody else. Agreed. Uh, lastly, we have U Eugene Amarui, a two-way player. Uh, I'll start with this one. I'll give him a B. He's been good when he's played. Um, I, I feel like we've seen enough of him on the floor to give a grade in terms of kind of the back end of the roster. Uh, I don't have much to say what, except for he plays hard and he tries on both sides of the ball. Uh, and I think that on a team that, doesn't always have a ton of defensive effort or a ton of that like grit. 
um, he fits that that bill. And when he comes in, he just plays hard. So he's never going to be the most skilled guy on the floor. He's going to be undersized for his position, but he's just going to he's just going to play hard. So he gets a B from me. I think he deserves more minutes, but I understand why he's not getting them because he there's no upside in the player he is other than he's going to hustle and, and kind of do his thing in that regard. He's not going to get much better at this point. So I get why he's maybe not seeing the floor as much, but I think he's been pretty good when he's been out there. Yeah, I totally agree. I love his energy. Whenever he gets out there, he's he's going to play hard. He's going to be the the junkyard dog of, of the Wizards this year whenever he gets in, and, and I love that in a player. I think they absolutely need a guy like that long-term, but um, we'll, we'll see what, what his role really is long-term. I, I don't know if, if he, he does have a long-term play or not here, but based on what I've seen, I, I agree with you, B. It's been very limited sample size, but uh, the guy gives energy, and for a team that lacks it, I I absolutely love that. So, yeah, I, I'm right on par with you there. He he's been pretty good whenever he's played, just hasn't been enough. And uh, you know, unfortunately for him, I don't know if it makes sense, you know, to play him a ton given the wings that are on the roster that need minutes. But you know, when he does get out there, he plays hard, and and I can respect that. So I'll give him a B. Well, that does it, Chase, in terms of the grades uh, for each player. I think that uh, for the sake of time, maybe we'll do Coach Unseld on uh, on our next pod. We'll kind of dive into that. Uh, maybe with a larger sample size, he'll get something higher than a D, but I anticipate that he would have gotten Ds from the both of us. <laughs> but we'll give him a break for now. We'll just we'll let this one marinate with the players. I feel like we hand out a lot of kind of disappointing grades, but um, at least Bilal and Kuzma got some good grades. And I think it's exciting to at least know we have one really good, good young prospect on the on the roster and i feel like that's at least exciting even though there is a lot of unexciting <laughs> aspects to what's going on especially with all the losing um again the wizards are 3 and 17 and i don't see a ton of winning on the horizon this season but at least we're not the detroit pistons so <laughs> <laughs> that's a low bar but that's where <laughs> we're at chase <laughs> yeah i mean we're trying to lose yeah we could be the pistons who are <laughs> Go, you know, going to be playing Bohan Bogdanovich a ton of minutes to try to win games at three and seventeen. So, uh, could be worse. To your point, uh, we didn't try to win this year. <laughs> Even if we were trying, I'm sure Coach Unsell would find a way to mess it up. But uh, on that <laughs> note, uh, we will get out of here. We will hopefully have um, some more pods coming soon for you guys. I know it's been a little bit of a, of a, a short little hiatus. It's been a few weeks, but we'll definitely try to crank these out. Hopefully there's more to talk about than just taking an L every, every game. Hopefully there's, there's something, something more going on in wizards land that we can, uh, we can touch on. Um, but Chase, do you have anything else before we free close out here? Let's hope the next 20 games are more enjoyable to watch than the first 20 games. Uh, it's It's been tough to watch. Uh, we all knew that the losing was coming, but I think we all thought that there would at least be things to be excited about. There are a couple things, Denny, Bilal, Kuzma to an extent, but for the most part, it, it, it's been tough to watch. So I'd like at least the next 20 games to be something that I enjoy putting on my television and, and it's not you know, something that I feel like I need to do as opposed to something I, you know, something I want to do. I, I want to watch the Wizards and enjoy it. So hopefully the next 20 games are a little bit more enjoyable for, you know, uh, from a uh, watching aspect. Yep, I agree with you. Well, we'll leave it on that note. We'll catch you on the next one.